the early church had an issue. It was growing rapidly. And who was in charge? Well, the 12 disciples, right? Mm -hmm. Not Judas. He was replaced by another disciple. But it was getting big enough that these 12 disciples were getting pressured to kind of put away their scrolls and stop preaching and, and help take care of the people. And that was a problem because that's not what they were called to do. <laughs> so they came up with a plan to choose some deacons. And it's interesting that one of the deacons that they chose was Stephen. In Acts chapter 6, it tells us a little bit about these men that they chose to be deacons. So read us verse 3 and 4, because we're going to hear kind of what they were looking for and what they found in Stephen. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole community, so they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip. Prochorus. Thank you. <laughs> Nicantor, Timonon, Parmenas, Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. So here's these men. <laughs> Thank you for rescuing One of which me. <laughs> is Stephen, right? Right. But the criteria was someone of good representation, full of the Spirit. And wisdom. And wisdom. So these are the, the criteria that they were using to select these men. So now if we go down to verse 8, it tells us he was a man full of God's grace and power. It must have been a force to be around. And I don't mean a negative force like a tornado, but grace and power together, that's something. Yeah. I mean, grace, you think gentleness, right? right. Power, you yes. think power. power. Yeah. So... Grace and power. It says he performed great wonders and signs among the people. Huh. Isn't that something? Yeah, so he's healing. I mean, put that on the deacon's list of duties. You need to be healing and you need to perform signs and wonders. Wow. Did this go unnoticed? Definitely not, because verse 9 tells us there was opposition. Yeah, from the Jews. Okay. Because this guy was... Preaching about Jesus, teaching about Jesus, healing. He was a force to be reckoned with. Isn't that something when envy gets in the way? Envy or control, power. Power, the desire for power, yeah. So the Jews come up with a strategy. Mm -hmm. If you can't beat them, destroy them. If you can't compete, get rid of them. Right. You see that same strategy used over and over. It's what cost Jesus his life. Yeah. That's what Paul struggled against. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, of the 12 disciples, and I'm talking about the ones after Judas left and he was replaced. Of right. those 12, all but one suffered a martyr's death. Yeah. The only one who died naturally was John. And he was isolated. What did Stephen do? How did Stephen react to this? Well, verse 10 says, They could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. So mm -hmm. they couldn't oppose him. So they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen blaspheme against Moses and against God. Same thing they accused Jesus of. Interesting, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that something? Against Moses... So here they are, they're stirring the pot. They're lying. They're l lying. They're paying for lies. Yeah. Stirring up the people. What happens next? 
So then it looks like he was seized and taken to the Sanhedrin. Yeah, and they produced witnesses mm -hmm. who testified. They also presented false witnesses, verse oh, 13. False, false witnesses, witnesses who said, this man never stops speaking against this holy place and the law. So, you know, we can expect the same treatment. We can. When you speak truth, expect opposition and expect destruction. See, of all the things the devil can do, stand up against truth is not one of them. Just like Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Mm. Light cannot be conquered by darkness. Right. And light is a symbol for truth. Right. So here's Stephen. He's proclaiming with the power of the Holy Spirit the truth. And the only way the devil and the devil's minions here can get rid of Stephen is to destroy him. Silence him. So verse 12. They stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witness who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses uh, handed down to us. Huh. Well, is that the truth or is that a lie? It's kind of a mixture. He didn't come to destroy and change the customs. He came to fulfill. This is apropos for the devil. The devil loves half-truths. Mm. He can hide in half-truths. It's his camouflage. He has just enough truth, kind of like painting your face green and brown and wearing camouflage, just enough green and brown to blend in with the foliage. But then he's got hand grenades in his pockets. Mm -hmm. What's his goal? Satan destroys Stephen. And so this is such a powerful verse, verse 15. There are the people, the Sanhedrin, the 70 religious rulers of Jerusalem. They're sitting around, Stephen's in the center, and it says, all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen. Can you picture that? Seventy people staring down at Stephen with mm. the grimace on their face. Stephen is standing, the only one standing, in the middle, likely in chains. And this is what it says. And they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. That's incredible. What does that mean? All I can think of is that there was peace on his face, there was joy on his face, and that it was glowing. Hmm. He saw that, though. See, it's all these people yes. that are against him see yes. that his face is like an angel, and they still did what they did. That they would blatantly disregard and ignore what's right in front of them boggles my mind. Sin makes you stupid. <laughs> Honestly, if, if you think about how Satan still tries to destroy God and God's people, there's nothing but an act of stupidity there. Mm. If, if Satan was smart, he'd stop. He'd say, okay, no more. I quit. I give. But sin and, and sin's customers would rather believe a lie. The Bible teaches us that in Romans 1. The face of an angel... How did Stephen get the face of an angel? Did he set out and get some plastic surgery? No. said earlier that he was full of the Spirit. How did he become full of the Spirit? By opening his heart. Surrender. Yeah. That's something that's available to all of us. Mm. Stephen pursued Jesus. Chapter 7. Mm. This begins the proceedings. Then the high priest asked Stephen, 
Are these charges true? Interesting. What do you expect Stephen to say? So this is Stephen's chance to reply. He's, he's sat through the venom and the accusations, and now he makes his reply. This is what we would have a lawyer do for us. But Stephen defends himself. And he goes through and he tells the story of the Jews. Mm. He starts with God and Abraham and the travels into the land of Canaan. He talked about the promises that God gave to Abraham that he would have descendants. He told about the 400 years that the Israelites spent in Egypt. He told about the amazing deliverance that God was with the family, bringing them back to Canaan, cleaning out the land before them. I mean, he is weaving the Jewish history. The people in the Sanhedrin would be like, yes, yes, right, yes. Because they know all this. They know this all this. This is not news to them. This is something that they've studied. Yeah. And he is, he's headed somewhere. Do you know where he's headed? He's repeatedly saying, see how God kept his promise? See how God mm-hmm. kept his promise? Mm-hmm. Through Moses, see how God kept his promise? Through the Red Sea, see how God kept his promise? Now he's coming to the end where he talks about the tabernacle, the covenant law, how God would literally dwell with them. He's making good progress. We get all the way to verse 50, and all of a sudden Stephen stops the Mm storyline and he speaks out. He says, you stiff-necked people. Your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Could Stephen have continued the narration of the story of the Jews? Yes. I get the feeling like he was on his way to show how Jesus was the promised Messiah. But then he just stops. Breaks come on. Because the people in the crowd were resisting the Holy Spirit. We cannot afford to resist the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only force in the universe that is able to bring us into connection with God.